Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Nervous about the money or it not selling more just like Alyssa flipped a house and it didn't sell because she made bad choices. Right. <laughs> he was just like, oh, blue, this oh, is blue. good. She likes Azul. Blue. <laughs> right, okay. I feel like judged. <laughs> You were like, bye house. Yeah, I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> See you later. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hey, y'all. Katie here. The doors to Agent Systems 101 are opening March 8th for a limited time. As we head into the even busier summer season, now is the perfect time to get systems in place or fine tune the ones you already have. In Agent Systems, we will work together. That's right, I'm gonna be there, supporting you toward your goal of saving time and producing repeatable results. And here's what a past student, Daniil, had to say. I highly recommend your course. It has saved my butt, saved me time, made me more professional, and is worth every penny. Although, I don't know if I would call it 101. It is easy enough for any new agent to get through it and implement, but it is also full of next-level systems that I'm sure many seasoned agents don't even have. You guys, if you're feeling overwhelmed, overworked, or just simply confused about what to do next, this is the course for you. I won't be offering agent systems again until August, so don't miss your chance to join me. I'll be there with you on this six-week transformative journey, and you can find all the details at agentsystems101.com. Can't wait to see you there. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. How are you? Good. It's episode 136. Hey. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. The for flip the, report. The flip report. The final the last time. Final flip report. I'm really sad. I know. It's so strange. I think the people are sad too. Yeah. I brought you a gift for your final flip report. Oh, you did? Yeah, it's right here in a bag. Before <gasps> you. Oh my look, gosh. Look, I'm going to put mine on for YouTube. Oh, wow. We actually got them. So you guys, we got a shirt. and um, It's so soft. Kayla Fox designed this. So do, 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 she's do, do. so good. Like I did wash this. This is just dog hair from my house. I love it. Is it not the best? That is the cutest thing. So you guys <gasps> will all get a chance if you want to own a Flip Report shirt. You can. Oh my gosh, this is so. so we'll cute. put it in the show notes, but it's just you know Hustle Humbly Podcast dot store. Okay. And then you can get a sh- Everyone can have a flip, a flip report, report shirt. I just love the little do do. Do you like that it's navy? I did that on purpose yes. since it's the navy house. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Thank okay. You. You're so welcome. I'm so excited about this. So Wonderful. all along I have thought, okay, I really want to get this all into one yes. place. I think that would because be helpful. it is logistically difficult if you just wanted to know about the flip and then go back through all these episodes. Well, it's good too, because since we've closed, I've had a lot of people message me say like, I would love to just talk to you about mm-hmm. flipping. And I'm like, well, it's kind of hard to tell them, go listen to the first 10 minutes of every episode. Right. That's like I said, logistically yeah. <laughs> not possible. not going to work out. It's not going to work out. <laughs> okay. So let's just begin from the beginning. Okay. Because at this point, it is done. You're done. I sold it. it Cash in hand. <gasps> Out of here. Okay, love it. So tell us, go back to the beginning and tell us how you found the house. Because I don't know about everyone, but our market, it's pretty much impossible to find, to find a good house. flip, yes. right? So years ago, probably seven years ago, I bought my first investment property. Okay. And it was this lady who knew my uncle that inherited this house. So she called me and I bought it. Okay. Haven't really talked to her since then. (laughs) So 
seven years later, she calls me, and it's funny because her name popped up on my phone, and I was like, I know that name. But you couldn't even remember. I could not place it. And she said, I don't know if you remember me. You're like, I sure don't. But you bought my the house I inherited on George Street. And I was like, yes. Oh, my gosh. And she said, okay, my husband's sister um, is going into a retirement home. Okay. We have her house in that area. We need to sell it. We've been doing our best to clean it out. We're very overwhelmed at the clean out process. Um, but we need to get it sold. Right. She said, would you like to buy it like you did the other one? And I said, no. No, thank you. I'm just not really looking for another rental right now. And she said, okay, well, would you come look at it to help us sell it? So I said, sure. So I pulled up to the house and I see this tree. And then you were in trouble. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh my gosh, look at this solid brick house, this beautiful tree, great location. And I walked in and it was certainly dated, but it was so well maintained. The floors were pretty wood floors. I just all of a sudden thought, no. I'm in trouble uh-huh. because I I knew I didn't want another rental at this time just because I'm I'm not certain like what direction I want to go in. My cabin, the the cabin we have in Tennessee, the it's a Airbnb that we rent out makes substantially more than right. any of the rentals I have. Yeah. So it's hard for me to buy another rental right now. So it just wasn't in the plan. Yeah. But I thought depending on the price I haven't flipped a house in five years, so okay. this might be. Let's a revisit good one. Re- revisit that really quick. How many houses previously have you flipped, and how did you feel, and how did they go quickly? Not like we're not going to get deep into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first one I did when I had just started real estate, and I did it with my dad. I did not have the funds to do it myself, so we split it, and I just managed the project, and it went. Well, um, this was in probably 2013. Okay. And then in 2016, while I was pregnant with Haven, I flipped a house on my own, but my funds were very limited. And so I did so, I just, I couldn't replace the kitchen cabinets that needed to be replaced. Okay. I went with a cheaper flooring than I should have for the area. Right. So there were just things that I did and it didn't take long to sell, but it did have a lot of showings with a lot of feedback, right. negative feedback that you didn't do. And I hated that process because yeah. then I was stressed and wondering if I made a mistake. It did sell and it did okay. Um you made money off. I of made it. money. I made like twenty five okay. okay on that one. And then the third one I bought as a, I went to list it. It had tenants in it that didn't want to leave and the house was in distress. It needed work, but the tenants did not want to leave. So I thought, well, I'll just buy it and let the tenants stay until they get out. And so they stayed for a year. And then when they moved out, I renovated it and sold it. So it wasn't really a straightforward flip. No. You, it was a rental and then you renovated, and so, but you sold it. I did sell it. Okay. And it went fine. And that was always your intention when you bought it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And so that one did fine as well. So three previous. Yes. Okay. So this is number four. Wow. You're like becoming an expert. I know. It's weird. Huh? I never even really thought about that. That's a lot. I know. I mean, over your career, that's yeah. like one every other year. Yeah. Okay. That's about how long it takes to get it done. Get a deal. Okay. So she, you go, you say, I'm in trouble. What's next? So I start asking them about numbers and they're very, they're an older couple and they're very overwhelmed with emptying the house. And so... They're, it's they tell me plainly that they they would like this to be quick, but they're overwhelmed. So I ran some numbers and I called her back and I said, listen, if you want to get it on the market, we can do it as is. I think we could ask like maybe 185, maybe 190 because the market's crazy as is, but you're going to have to empty it and we're going to have to get the yard cleaned up and I'm telling you the AC is going to be a problem. So I don't know because the AC, I think, was 31 years old. Okay. It was working well, actually. But I said, it is going to be a problem during the inspection. Or I will pay you $140,000. We can close next week. 
You don't have to empty the house. I will have my contractor remove everything. You can just walk away. And no commission. No commission. Okay. No AC. Mm-hmm. Just leave it. Keys. Leave it. Hand me the keys. Yes. And she kind of was like, okay, let me talk to my husband. And she called me back and was like, yes, we would love to do that. And they were very happy with it. Great. So I like that you were very transparent with them. Yeah. So they knew what they could have sold it for. Yeah. They knew that, like, they could see the actual dollars amount that was for their headache, right? Right. So here's the amount of money for the headache to sell it that you might make, or you can just hand me the keys and sure. be done. Yes. Okay. So at that time, I was, uh, I had had my dad measure it. He's the appraiser because I wanted to make sure the size. And it was a bigger house. It was over 2,000 square feet, but it's only a two-bedroom. Right. So initially, in my preliminary research, I was thinking because it's a two-bedroom, like 269, 279 was going to be my list price, my ballpark, end of the day list price. And so I had, I felt like those margins were good. I had a budget. I was going to try to put 60 into it and that was going to be my goal. Okay. Um. So what would, is there a margin percentage that would have made you say, no, not worth it? Like what, you know what I mean? Like what was the number? I think making less than 30,000 is not worth is your not time. not worth it. Okay. So and it's if you more don't, of a number to you than a percentage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because to me, it's, I don't know. That makes that, sense. That was just kind of my number. No, that makes total sense. And I also felt like I couldn't lose. Right. Like in this situation, even if I didn't make 30, I wasn't going to lose. And if something terrible happened, it would be a great rental if I had to. Right. Even so if it you was just very low way you could have sold it. Yeah. Okay. So, so my dad said, <laughs> okay, so you want to have like 200 in it and then you want to list it for like 269 and like then you're going to pay commission. So, like, why don't you just do nothing and just empty it and, and sell, sell it. it for 195? Right. And I was like, it would have been the same. I was like, oh, gosh, you just like totally burst my bubble. Right. <laughs> but why didn't you do that? Because I thought I was excited about doing the project. I was buying it for the project and to make this house. You wanted to bring it back to life. I did. Yeah. And I thought, well, I still think I would make more. And I did. I think so when we talked out. about it previously, too, it felt like you also had some ethical concerns about the seller fine. Like, yes, that was yes. not how you you didn't buy it from them with that intention. So if right. then you then turn around and just sold it, it would feel like you had kind of chipped them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do think the AC would have. But still been an issue. Still been an issue. Yeah. So. Okay. It wouldn't have. Okay. So you, did it take a while to close? I feel like I remember Mm -mm. it was fine. Mm -hmm. Everything goes well. You financed it or? I pay cash for it. Okay. And so it was just a very quick sale. I bought it and then we immediately started work. And my contractor is just, um, for anyone listening to this podcast, please don't email me asking me, can I have your contractor's name? Because... (laughs) He was fine, but I'm not sharing his information. He was someone that I do work with regularly. He does not speak the best English. So we did have some communication issues combined with me not liking to be a micromanager. Yes. And so I could not have done this whole thing without Whitney, my assistant. Right. Because she likes the design part. And so she would go by. She came with me when we had to pick out all the tile and colors and flooring and everything. We drove to New Orleans and went to the big warehouse Good place. Old, the floor decor. Yes, yes. We're getting one. Yes, I can't wait. I know, it's under construction. Okay, back up though. Okay. Before you close, you brought the contractor to the house and got a pretty firm price. Okay, so I brought, I made an Excel spreadsheet itemized list of the things I wanted done. And I brought him and we walked through and I gave him a copy of my blank Excel spreadsheet. And I said, I want a number next to each item. Yeah. Let me let me tell you what some of those items were. Okay. How many inspection days? Because, you know, I think that there is a little bit more due diligence when you're buying a flip. But at the same time, <laughs> if you're an investor, you, things move fast, yeah. right? So did you just do a normal inspection period and he had to get over there and you had to just be on top of that list quickly? Yeah. It was very casual because okay. the sellers were like, just let us know where we need to be. And Right. We'll they be, didn't. They didn't really. It care. wasn't. They, right. I had an inspection period. I, don't, I didn't have a formal home inspection. Right. The reason I did not have a formal home inspection is because I knew the roof was new. 
I knew I was going to be totally replacing the AC. Right. I knew I was going to be totally gutting the bathrooms. Right. I did a visual of the foundation and and you weren't you worried. Could tell. There wasn't anything that you no. felt like someone needed to check before you got in there. No, because okay. I'm going to be ripping it all out. Got it. And as long as the big ticket items were fine, it was fine. Got it. Um, so I just had, you know, the bathrooms on there, the kitchen, new kitchen cabinets, um, opening up some case. They, I didn't remove walls, but I did open up casings to be much bigger than they were. Right. That was one big thing is that I really wanted it to be an open floor plan, but their utility closet that has the AC and the electrical panel was in the middle of the house. Right. There was no way to go around it, but it came out. It really worked out in the end. So to dress up the fact that I couldn't make it open, we just added really pretty beams to every doorway. So I had him put prices next to like new floors in the kitchen, doing the kitchen, doing the bathrooms, removing the sunroom tile ceiling. Um, Those were like the main things on his list. And so his initial estimate came out to be $42,000. Okay. I was very pleased with that number. Because your budget was in the 60s, right? Right. Okay. But that doesn't include the appliances that I would have to pay for. Mm -hmm. I had already gotten a start on ordering the windows because windows were behind. Right. The windows were $9,900, so $10,000. Okay. So after appliances and windows, I'm kind of at 60. You were at it. Yeah. Pretty much. So I was like, okay, well, that is everything I wanted to do. Right. And I knew it would. That was the prob- budget. Yeah, that was the budget. Okay. So. And tell us about your budget because you mentioned it before. How much do you keep for emergencies and did you touch your emergency money? So I always budget like 10% or $10,000. Okay. Whichever one is higher. higher. Um, for surprises. Okay. We didn't really have surprises because I renovated, I had budgeted to renovate everything. Yeah. The AC cost um, $8,000 to redo the whole thing inside, outside unit, heater, and air. Okay. Um, so everything together, I just, it didn't really go over. Now, that being said, I, once I realized as we were farther along, really once the beams went in and I walked in and saw the beams, I thought we're going to get way more for this house. Okay. The beams were the, were the twinkle lights of the house. Yes. Like I just walked in and was like, oh my gosh, this just feels, and I had been showing houses in that price range a good bit to some buyers and thought, never. They would never get this. Right. And then Whitney was like, Alyssa, you should list it for like $350. And I said, no, it's a two-bedroom. It is impossible. Right. So that's kind of where my dilemma was, was now the house is starting to come along mm-hmm. and we're reevaluating what we can get for it. And so when I ran the comps in the area, price per square foot said $350, $360 all day long. Right. But like the highest two-bedroom sale that was renovated was like $305, but it was... 1,600 square feet. Okay. Tell us why you didn't make a third bedroom. There was no way to do it. Okay. I looked into it. Um, there was no place to do it. And then I, this what confirmed it was when the house was pretty far along, the neighbor had a friend who wanted to see it. And she went when my contractor yeah. was there one day. And it turns out that, so he said, oh, here's my, the owner's number. So she called me and it, we actually knew each other. Oh. We had, I had gone to school with her daughter growing. We went to church together. So I knew her from church. Okay. So she tells me she was looking to buy and she loved it. You know, she's like, I don't need anything huge, but I do want three bedrooms for when my kids come back to visit. Yeah. So she went to the house several times. She brought her own contractor to look at adding a third bedroom. And at the end of the day, it was not feasible. So I thought, well, at least I didn't think it was feasible. Right. She, and then I, I also got to where I was kind of thinking of her like as a buyer. And that was not a good thing. I wouldn't advise you to do this. Like I wouldn't advise you to add a third bedroom here. Yeah. I would advise you to buy a three bedroom house if yeah. you need a three bedroom house. Right. So it did not work out for her. But for a minute, I thought I had it sold, sold because she was so interested and she loved it so much. And she brought 
all of her friends and family by. And she do was we there all the time. Do we still suspect that she might have pushed that contractor to put that fence up where he didn't, where <laughs> I, you told, where you did not tell him to put the I, fence I up? I don't know how that ever came to be. <laughs> I feel like he just is like, this needs to be done. I'm just going to do this. He and made an executive decision. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about your working relationship with the contractor and like, were, what were the struggles or what was good? Mm-hmm. Like, tell us how that went. He is a wonderful person that does not speak good English. I am not the best communicator when it comes to fine details and micromanaging. I did not go by the house as much as I should to check on things. Okay, let's also clarify the house is not close to where you live. I mean, no, it's, it's not a close solid to where I live. 30 yeah. minute yeah, drive, it's a probably. 30 minute drive. Okay, keep going. So there were things that came up. For example, the kitchen cabinets were not supposed to be blue. Blue. That's why our <laughs> shirt is. Blue. The house outside is blue. <laughs> what was the other thing that ended up blue? Oh, the um, the soffit fascia, the trim outside. Yes, the trim blue. outside was blue. Everything was blue. He was just like, oh, blue. This oh, is blue. good. She likes azul. Blue. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I guess I didn't think about you that. Did, you didn't say. I, I said paint the outside blue, and he did. But now in the cabinets, you actually said paint them white, the uppers. Yes. I even drew a photo mm-hmm. that said white, mm-hmm. blue. I mm-hmm. wanted the upper cabinets to be white, yeah. and I wanted the lower cabinets to be navy. I had found a picture online that I really liked. I thought it would be fine. So this house is in mid-city in Baton Rouge, which is like an artsy district. Yeah. There's a lot of historical homes. Mm-hmm. And you can do f- more bold or fun things in this area. So I wanted to. I didn't want everything to be white. So I had found that photo. And then when I went, it was too late. All the cabinets were blue. And you could not fix it because you would have – they were brand new cabinets. You'd have to paint You'd them like to, a thousand times. Yes, and strip them. And then they never closed the same no, again with no. that many layers. So I brought Whitney by, and we felt like it It, it was, was fine. fine. It was fine. It was. I actually did like it. It was a little bolder than I was going for. But again, the area is fine, and everything else was so neutral. Yeah. It just really worked out. So that the painting was the thing. I did not want the whole yard fenced. I don't think it needed to be fenced. Right. I think it would have sold even even without it at the yeah. same price. Am I pleased with how it came out and looked? And it I, looked good. I am very proud of the finished product. That's nice. The garage was not on my list to do. It did not have sheetrock in it. It's mm-hmm. an old garage. And so the studs were there. It was just never finished. It had never been finished. And so it looked super old yeah. compared to the rest of the house. And my contractor was like, we need to do this. That that rest of the house looks, you know, so nice. And this looks so bad. And I was like, oh, how much? How much? So we added him sheetrocking and finishing the garage, which I was very pleased with how And it how looked. much? It wasn't that bad. It was like $3,000 oh, okay. to really. Make it nice. Yeah, get it Clean it up and, well. Okay. And then I chose to add updating the front porch. Mm-hmm. So we added brick herringbone to the front porch, and I replaced the columns with beams, wooden beams. We kept the original front door because I really liked it, and I couldn't find anything that kind of matched that style. So we just refinished it. The door was great. Yeah, I love the door. Was the mail slot still there? The mail slot was still there. Okay, let's talk about when the original floor plan, when you opened the door, the mail slot then landed on this big kind of built-in cabinet that was almost like a division between the foyer and the living room, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you were like, this cabinet is going to go. There was wood floor underneath it. Yes. You got very lucky. Very lucky. Because it did, you can't even tell it was there Mm -mm. at all. No. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. What was, tell us what the craziest thing that happened was with your contractor, because this story blows my mind. You had an inspection pre listing. So once it was done, we were about to list. I needed to get a punch list together for the contractor. So I had my inspector go and do an inspection and I got the list and it wasn't really a bad list. So I printed it out and I highlighted the items I wanted addressed, a few very minor things here and there. Right. And I sent it to him and said, I had an inspection, please see the highlighted items. 
And then he called me the next day and said, when I'm replacing this concrete, what do you, and I was like, what? What concrete? What concrete? On the inspection report, cracking driveway. I'm like, no, 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 stop what you're doing. And he sent me a picture and half of the driveway <laughs> had a big <gasps> chunk busted out. And I was like, what are you doing? And all, so the other thing is that the house is older. The dirt had grown up had like built over, up built up yeah. over it was too high over the foundation it's not a big deal you don't do anything about it it's more just like hey fyi this is like this yeah he had trenched the whole house and we had just planted bushes <laughs> and the bushes were gone i mean he saved them and put them back but i was like oh my god like it was the house w- went from being done completely to not done at all. And I even had people that were going to go drive by it to see if they were interested. And I had to call them and say, do not drive by. No. Do not go by today. It is a disaster. I asked him to put it all back. It was just. Did he, he didn't charge you for those Mm -mm, things. He didn't. Okay. Poor guy. I know. I, I took care of him when I closed. I gave him a little bonus for good. Cause I came out much better than I thought I was going to. And he worked super hard. Yeah, he did. And I think he under-budgeted some things okay. and just ate it. And so I just, I wanted it to be a good contractor. Yeah, I know. I just wanted it to be a good experience yeah, for him. Yeah, because you want to have him around. I do. I love that. Okay, what else do you think we need? All right, let's talk about the vintage bathrooms. Okay. Because a lot of people have firm opinions on a vintage bathroom, but you had to rip out yes. both of them all the way. One of them was well put together and preserved well, the pink one. Mm -hmm. The other one had had a leak at some point or something had happened because half of the teal tile was there and then the other half of the floor was just white tile that they replaced. They had done a repair. So it needed to go anyway. But I can promise you, nobody would have wanted to shower in the tiny, tiny shower, even though it's adorable to take photos of. Right. And nobody would want to soak in that pink, tiny bathtub. You got a bigger tub. I got a big tub. Wait, did he go get the wrong tub? Initially, initially when I came for one of the walkthroughs, there was a super tiny tub. And this is the only tub in the whole house is in the guest bathroom. And I was like, no, this is so small. We got to have space. I said, I need the biggest tub that that can fit in this hole. He was like, oh, okay. So he just returned it and came back with a bigger tub. I didn't know you could return a tub, but that's nice to know. Apparently you can. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we we waged the we got through the fence that wasn't supposed to be there. Right, we fixed the concrete in the driveway. The tub was not that big of a deal. Was there anything that came up that you were like unable to fix, or kind of surprised you, or was upsetting, or or anything? What were the bad things? So I debated sharing this. Okay, but we did have a little incident. Okay, so I had ordered the appliances really early mm-hmm. because everyone said appliances are so behind. You need to get yeah. them soon, and I also needed measurements for the right. kitchen cabinets. Yeah. Well, this so I had the windows; they were already done. The windows were installed, and so there's no blinds, there's no covers. You can see like right into the house. Well, the appliances arrived super early, and I was nervous about them sitting in an empty house that is just fully visible. Especially when appliances are hard to come by right now. Yes. Okay. So my contractor called me one morning very early, and he was very upset and flustered and having trouble communicating to me what exactly had happened. But we had had someone had broken in and stolen his tools and tried to take the appliances. And I just, I mean, it doesn't matter what part of town you live in. Yeah. This happens. It happens. It happens. And I was kind of waiting for it, knowing that the house was empty and exposed. Yeah. So, but they didn't break a window. Your no, new, your new fresh windows. No, they did. That would have taken. That would have been very sad. That would have slowed you down. No, luckily they they broke into they, the door. Yes, they <laughs> went in the back door, <laughs> and so they did not take any of the appliances. They tried to get the microwave and made it like to the carport, and then something must have happened because the microwave was just in the carport. They set it down. I guess. <gasps> Crazy. They also left a bicycle. 
in the car. How are they going to steal appliances on a bicycle? I know, they're trying bicycle. to steal an oven on a bicycle. No, that's when they were like, hmm, maybe this isn't uh, going to work. Yeah, so luckily it was it was probably like kids or something that really didn't even yeah. know what they were doing. But we, um, I had a security system installed after that. After that, okay. And that was annoying because the sensors were loose, I guess. Apparently, when we replaced the door, my contractor took the sensor off and put them on the new door. Well, the alarm would go off at, like, 3 in the morning, and (gasps) they would call me and this and that, and I never knew, like, what was happening. And it never – we never had an incident again, but there were several false alarms, and I didn't know that every time you have a false alarm in Baton Rouge, it's $25. (laughs) Uh, so, which I think is smart. Yeah. I think it's I think it's good for our police department to get that because that wastes a lot of time when an alarm when goes off. When it's a off. false alarm. Yes. yes. For sure. So I ended up paying a couple of times okay. for that to happen, but it was worth it because nothing ever happened okay. again, and I felt good about it. Okay. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode Email templates. You're right. We sure do. (laughs) And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have (laughs) copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I've never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. (laughs) To get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. We wrote them and you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice. So we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right, it's, it's just there. It's, it's just already there. in there. It's just already there. in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll That's send wonderful. you an email and we'll say, updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an S 101.com email templates 101.com yes head over for reviews and all of the specifics wonderful okay enjoy anything else you want to tell us about the finishes or making choices obviously Whitney was a big help in making those selections you went pretty neutral you redid the floors anything we need to know about that I don't think so. Okay. I mean, the sunroom was originally going to have beadboard, but that was lost in translation somewhere. Okay. And so it's just regular sheetrock, but I ended up thinking it was fine because yeah. the sunroom has paneling anyway. Yeah. So it would have been that too many lines. Too many lines. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, and the um the barn door. Yep. So you ended up with the barn door from the master to the sunroom when it was supposed to be like a regular yes. door door. Yes. But you like most of the it was fine. Most of them were happy accidents. Yeah. I mean, I still think a really nice door would have been better there. Yeah. But it worked for what we needed and you have to stop at some point. Okay. Are you ready to tell us about listing it, choosing a price, this part? Sure. Okay, let's hear it. So it it was done and I had Whitney stage it and that really looked good because okay. the open shelves in the kitchen, it really made the kitchen shine and the, it just made the house feel very lived in. Whitney did an awesome job picking out the mirrors for the bathrooms because the master bathroom was pretty tiny and she just got the cutest mirror that I felt like finished. It worked. The bathroom. Love it. So I'm looking at numbers and I'm really feeling like I can push the price. And I already had people like asking about it and nobody was really flinching when I said 319. Okay. So I listed it on the market for 329. Okay. Let's revisit. When you bought it, you were thinking 260s. 269 to 279. Okay. Is what I was originally thinking. So you listed for... Yes. And so now also at this time, I have a total of $220,000 in. In. Okay. And you listed it for what? I'm sorry. Make that $225,000. $225,000. In the house. Okay. I listed it for $329,000. Okay. So you got realtor commissions. Obviously mm-hmm. not on your side, no, right? just okay. the buyer's agent. Okay. And so I did want to push it because I – 
made the decision to go more because I felt like we could get more when I was seeing how well it was coming together. Yeah. The first couple of days, like the first two days, we really didn't have a lot of showings and I was getting nervous. Oh, you were I over was the top. I was nervous. like, why I feel like judged. <laughs> not, I wasn't really nervous about the money or it not selling more. Just like Alyssa flipped a house and it didn't sell because she made bad choices. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, but you didn't even make most of the choices. No, I don't know. I just was like, well, OK, people aren't like flocking to it like they are every other house in mm-hmm. this market. But then all of a sudden on the weekend, like all these showings started popping up okay. and an agent in my office called me and really wanted to see it quickly. And so Whitney showed it for her. Okay. Um, she knows Whitney as well because we're all in the same office. Right. Her client needed to see it. She lives far away. Whitney was like, I'm in the area. I can meet him there. So she showed it. And I really think she like. I think she sold it. Yeah. Because she, we talked she about knows this on so previous much. Episodes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she was familiar with the house, familiar with the changes, excited about them, invested in it. And so when she went to do the showing, it wasn't just like her seeing it for the first time, like a regular buyer's agent. No. Oh, this house is nice. Or, oh, she knew the features and the story. Mm-hmm. And it made a difference in that showing. Yeah. And so the guy who ended up buying it, he's a single guy from New Orleans. He pretty much lost everything in Hurricane Katrina. Moved to Baton Rouge, has kind of just been wandering rentals, figuring out where he wanted to be, and was tired of it. And so he bought this for himself. It's just him and his dog. And I love this it. is where they're going to live, Two like happily ever after. <gasps> That's so great. I know. It was really rewarding. And he was, you know, I wasn't really expecting a big punch list during inspections, but um, I was, maybe there was like a few little things. Mm-hmm. And so, he had his home inspection and they did not ask for anything. And I've never had that happen. Ever. You should be really proud of that. I know. They say, she said there was a few minor things, but he's handy. So he was he's like, like whatever. Yeah, I'm good. <gasps> That's so great. And so I went with Whitney before closing to, un- oh, it appraised. Okay. I guess we should say what price. Yeah, please. What did, what, what, Kate, did you get one offer, just him? I, I just got his offer okay. for 320 Okay. And I accepted it. Whitney was like, counter, counter. I You're said, like, no, nope. I'm good. I'm, like, I'm, I'm taking so it. so happy. Like, I, I was thrilled. It. Yeah. And so I just took 320 He didn't ask me for any repairs. The appraisal came in fine. The, there was no hiccup with anything. And so it was just really easy. I went with Whitney the day before closing to unstage it. I hadn't been there. Right. In a long time. Did you cry? No. <laughs> you were like, bye, house. Yeah, I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> See you later. Um, but I did notice that it was like kind of dirty. And so, and that the, in the backyard, while it's kind of been freezing outside, so the grass isn't growing, there were several like really high patches of weeds. Oh, yeah. So I called my yard guy. I was like, come cut the grass. And I called my cleaning lady. I was like, come clean the house. Yeah. I just wanted it to be nice. Yes. Like, this is it. I'm all done. I'm closing it out. Don't call me again. Don't call me. So we had it all cleaned and ready for him, and we closed. Oh, my gosh. That was, I love it. That was that. Okay, I have some financial questions. I'm ready. Okay, well, so we can all do math, but you paid commission on one side. You sold it for 320 You had 225 in. So did you ever consider taking the proceeds and doing a 1031, so investing in additional real estate? So I actually have done a 1031 exchange before, and it is the reason I – I personally don't want to do one again. And okay. here is why. It sounded like a good idea when I sold my house on Tulip Street. Okay. Because they were like, yeah, you can just roll all the money into something else and then you don't have to pay taxes right. on your gain from Tulip. Okay. So when I sold the Tulip house, which is the one that was the rental for a little while, yeah. and then I renovated it when they moved out. When I sold it, I took all the proceeds from that and I bought the Tennessee cabin. Okay. And you have a time period. Like, it's not... Yes, it has to be quick. So, I mean, I think you have, like, so many months to identify a property. Got it. And then you have X amount of time to close. Okay. And it has to be a similar property. So I can't go from residential to commercial or something uh like... And it has to be investment property. Got it. So for Tulip, I thought, great, I will just take all the money and put it into the cabin. Yeah. Well, when the real estate market really took off, I got this crazy offer for my cabin. Right. Which was never for sale. Right. And it was a real offer. Like, it was a real person that lives there that contacted me, was like, 
I would pay you this much for your cabin. And it was enough for me to go, well, let me look into it. Yeah. So I emailed my CPA and I said, hey, I just got this offer for my cabin. I just didn't know if it was legit. Can you tell me what that would look like if I decided to sell it? Mm -hmm. She said, sure. So she sent me back the numbers and she was like, the number I would get back at closing was so small. And I said, why are the taxes so high? Yeah. And it was like six figures. She said- Six figure taxes? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. She said, because you're not only paying capital gains on your cabin, but you now owe capital gains on Tulip. Oh, what? So a 1031 exchange, and you, I knew this, but this was my first time to ever okay. like play you it through. You have to keep the money in it. Yes. In real estate. Yes. Forever. Forever. <laughs> and I am too young, I feel. Right. Like if I ever wanted to sell the cabin and not buy right. another real estate item with it. Right. I now owe. And, and here's my thing. You pay it now, you pay it later. You're going to pay it. I just would. I don't like owing. Yeah. I would rather just take it off my books. Yeah. So I don't want. Like right now, I still owe money on Tulip Street. Got it. And one day, if I ever sell the cabin, I will have to pay it, which is fine. <laughs> but I would have rather just, just closed it, it out. Like when I, yeah, like now I don't owe closed. anything. To me, it feels like a debt that I owe that still Got has it. to be paid. Got it. So even if I would have, and then say you kept doing it, and this is just my brain, and maybe there's someone out there going, she's wrong about this, but I've I actually consulted a few people. Okay. Say I did sell the cabin. And then I rolled it into uh-huh. something now else. It seems to me eventually your tax bill would get bigger mm-hmm. than any property that you could buy would be worth. Interesting. Because you're going to eventually, you do, a 1031 exchange does not prevent you from paying your taxes. It just delays it. Got it. Now, I heard that like if you're older and you are buying up property that you never plan to sell ever, like you plan mm-hmm. to die and, then, and let your children right. inherit it, they will not owe Got it. that 1031 okay. exchange. So it's kind of like it's forgiven if you plan to keep it forever. Got it. But I'm just too young to know, like, I'd rather just with each house that I finish, yeah. I just want to pay the taxes I owe on it. So speaking of taxes, um, I hadn't flipped a house in a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm already like going through this. I know I'm going to have to pay taxes on it. I emailed my CPA and I said, hey, I am flipping a house right now. Mm -hmm. What do I need to budget for taxes? And he told me, well, when you are flipping a home that was never used as investment property, it was never a rental, Mm -hmm. then you owe what your current tax bracket is. So my tax bracket was 41%. 35 percent federal six percent to the state got it so i was like what (laughs) okay that's a lot yeah like well this isn't gonna be quite as worth it as i thought right and so i was looking at that and taking that into consideration and it's basically you know the check you get at closing minus what you paid for the home and any expenses and Mm -hmm. that is what they tax okay so at the end of the day, I ended up paying like twenty three thousand dollars in taxes, yeah, which is fine. You still made over your like kind of threshold thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. So at the end of the day, after all of the expenses and everything, I my net profit was fifty three thousand dollars. It's pretty good. I was very happy with that. Yeah. Where else are you gonna make that? No, that's like a whole year's salary for mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So it was. Ultimately positive. It was a very positive experience. Will you do it again? I would love to. I can't really find anything. Yeah. I don't know when I'll find anything. I don't really know what I want to do next. I would love to have another um like vacation place that yeah. we like to go. Right. I don't go to the cabin because it's twelve hours away with my kids. I yeah, mean it's, it's like not, a 10, 11 hour drive. Right, and with feasible. the one year old, it's like, no, I just don't want to. No. I wish I could find somewhere closer that we could rent out and then we would actually enjoy using, but I don't know what that would be. So I don't know. I don't know what I want to do next. 
The world's your oyster. I guess so. So mm-hmm. you're just going to save your money and mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, I thought about even just like not reinvesting and maybe like paying off a rental property and mm-hmm. because the real estate business right now is really good, but people are saying like when it's good, you also have to like be conservative because it's not going to be this way forever. Plan. Yeah, so just trying to be smart with it. Working on filing my taxes right now. You're so smart. <laughs> doing all of that. So Yeah, that's not so fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe we'll have another um, tax professional on. I really enjoyed when Karen was I here. I think we need one. Yeah. That it's would always be good. good to brush up, and we certainly didn't touch on everything. No. So, and there's, it's always changing. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just so glad that you now have the whole flip recorded. Yes. <clears throat> in its entirety. I think we caught all the good stories and some extras. And um, now they don't have to go listen to the first 10 minutes of so many episodes. No, no, it's all here together for you. Oh, gosh, darn it. I meant to look this up. Someone emailed asking me a question. Oh, well, let's get the question. And I thought that would be a great question to answer. Oh, good. I'm so excited. the flip report. Oh, here it is. Okay. She said, now that you've closed on the flip house, would you say you would rather have another rent house or Mm. do another flip? Mm -hmm. I'd love to sit and chat. Let me know. Okay. My thought is the cabin for me Mm -hmm. has tainted my rental perspective. perspective. Yeah, because you're making way more money. Yes. And so where the cabin might bring in five or six or seven up to 12,000 a month. Yeah. Depending on the month. (laughs) My rentals. Are like a thousand? Are like a thousand. (laughs) And if I have a mortgage on it, it's like 600. Right. And I'm like, gosh, it's so hard to like care about these when I could do this. Right. Now I've only owned the cabin for almost three years now. Right. And it has been a very good three years. Yeah. I've never been in a... Well, you survived COVID with a rental, like a vacation rental. That was weird though, because I was extra lucrative during COVID. Well. Because people were traveling to the mountains. They're like, oh, let's just go hang out. Let's just go to the mountains. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's rent a cabin and go be somewhere. So um, I don't know if it'll always be that way, but it has made it hard to want to take on another rental. And I always have someone say, like, when you buy another rental property, you're buying another roof. Yeah. You're buying another air conditioner. Yes. Like you're buying another Yeah. another thing that does have to be Set maintained. Yes. Yeah. Whereas like one cabin equals six little houses income right. wise. Yeah. And so, so you only have one AC, one yeah. roof. And um I like the rentals and I think that, you know, the rentals are good for resale yeah. mostly. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if ever I wanted to I always tell the story of the agent in my office who has several rental properties, like over 50. Whoa. Okay. Everything from 500 a month studio apartments to like $3,500 a month bigger homes. Okay. She manages them all herself. Um, She's been a single mom her whole life. Wow. And her daughter just went to get married. So she put a for sale sign on three of them. Paid for a wedding. Paid for a wedding. One of them sold. She took the, she kept the she other two. She took the two. signs down. On yeah. She's That's like, I just so need to funny. sell one. Let's see which one I can sell. Oh, that one sold. Let's take the other two off. Oh, my gosh. And then used half of that money to pay for a wedding wow. and gave the other half as a wedding gift. I love it. Like, easy. It, and it, she didn't even have to bat an eye. Yeah. So I think there's definitely benefit in owning homes, rentals. Yeah. I don't know that I would. If you were trying to live off of income, mm-hmm. I don't think that would interest me. Right. I think I would like to do a flip if the margins were good, but if the numbers work for it to be, if the numbers aren't quite as good as that, then maybe you, if, but it was still a good deal, maybe it would be a good rental. Yeah. To get your feet would wet. Would you ever flip and rent again? Like basically do a reno and put a tenant in there? I don't think I would ever renovate it. Yeah. Because you did the level. opposite. Yeah. You, you did a, the renter was there, then you did the reno. Right. That was fine. I just, the thought of someone moving into my flip house. And moving out a year later, no, and you. me having to see, did they mess up the walls? Right. How's the cabinets? Are right. they dinged? Is the wood floor scratched yeah. from their furniture or their dog? Like, I don't want to do that because then you basically have to renovate it again, again and to again. get it on the market. Yeah. So I really liked having the one where there were renters in place and I could yeah. just let them ride out their lease and then, and then do it. Um, and I even some things I could do while they were there. Yeah. So that was nice because it was it made for a really quick renovation yeah. because I could do everything outside while they lived there and it 
didn't bother anybody. Right. Um, so yeah, I think for rentals, I'm really kind of hooked on the the VRBO, Airbnb yeah. type of property right now. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any parting thoughts? I think that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it has concluded. I and know. Full circle. It was a good situation. I kept waiting. I mean, I know we had like the bumps in the road. Right. But I kept waiting for me to feel more like, ah, this yeah. is all. And, and you I, were, you're like, it's fine. I never really felt that way. I love it. Mm-hmm. It was good. I really enjoyed it. Do you want to toast somebody? I would like to toast to Whitney. I felt like that was necessary. Because she really handled so much of it. And sold the darn thing. And I really feel like her showing it. Was huge. Well, anytime like a listing agent is present, I actually think it's a good thing. Yeah. Because they have the inside scoop on the property. Mm -hmm. They can answer the questions. Mm -hmm. Why are they moving? Oh, well, I wonder what kind of bean this is or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that her being able to show it and really be proud of the house yeah. made him excited and proud of the house. And For sure. he was able to see the value of the work that we put in. And so, yeah, I would like to toast Whitney for Love getting it. me through the flip house. <laughs> cheers and I just remember, <laughs> cheers to Whitney. I remember her texting me when Angel. Uh, my contractor removed the driveway mm-hmm. and she texted me, don't come here. Don't come here. And I was like, okay, great. Oh my gosh. Thanks, well, Thanks for just handling that. She did that. an excellent job making selections and making it run smoothly. And man, even putting the screws to the gas company when that buyer, we didn't talk about oh, that. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah, this share is a the good story of what Whitney I had did. a buyer interested like the first day I listed it, but then they changed their mind when there was no gas to the house. Right. So Whitney was like, why did they cancel that appointment? I said, well, there's no gas to the house, and that was a deal breaker. Oh, you can get gas to a house. And I said, they said they called, and they said no. She said, I will call. So she calls, and she's on the phone, and within 10 minutes, I have an email with a reference number, who she talked to, that gas will get to the house, and that the gas company will pay for it to get to the house, and then the homeowner is responsible for getting it where you want it in the in, house. In the house. But, but that's fine. Yeah. I mean, she was like, they can have gas if they want gas. And I was like, oh my gosh. She was, She's such a go-getter. She was determined. She She's did like, not want to be told no. House. Yes. And so, yeah. Cheers it was great. to Whitney. That's a great lesson for everyone. It really is. Just make it happen. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so sad. Oh, it's and over. everybody. No more do-do-do. No more do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-